0: Good morning. We're excited that you have joined us this morning. If you're here in the building, thanks so much for being here. If you're joining us online, also appreciate you catching up with us this morning. Let's stand and worship together. seated if you're here in the building. If you are online, do as you please. I know there was uh, some football games uh, on a little bit late last night, so we decided to go with Your Love Awakens Me. There was some yawning this morning. I saw that we ran out of coffee in our uh, welcome area there, so I think some people maybe had uh, later nights last night than normal. Excited that you're here today. I want to let you know about something uh, that's happening in our service today. Uh, If you see there, we've got the tables uh, all around. We're going to be enjoying communion together. And so, Pastor Doug will talk uh, a little bit more about that as we get into our service this morning. Also, next Sunday, we are going to be hosting a blood drive here in the parking lot, 4300 Post Street, if you're joining us. Um, online. Uh, You're going to see some information about that come through um, our social media this week, so um, would love not only to have you participate with us in that process, um, but also share that process for those maybe who are not in the building today or not joining us online today. uh, Some of your social media connections, people that are here in the neighborhood, um, not just uh, a process that's exclusive to people who are a part of our family here, but obviously something that we want to do for our entire community and have the community participate um, if they are available. Uh, we still have our normal uh, process for giving. If you're here uh, in the building and you want to drop it in the baskets uh, on your way in or on your way out. We have online giving. We have text to give. We have mail to give. We have whatever the, uh, the buzzword is. Uh, we certainly would love uh, to have you participate in that process with us uh, as we continue to try to find ways uh, to reach out to our community. You're also going to see coming out next week uh, information about Halloween. So if you are not uh, local to Murray Hill um, or if you're uh, around Murray Hill in the last couple of years when we've been kind of on uh, COVID lockdown, Murray Hilloween uh, is where we join with our Murray Hill community and it's um, a big uh, block party street festival that's put on by Murray Hill Preservation Association and it is going to be happening the Sunday before Halloween, so that's October 24th, third, third, one of, one of those, um, the Saturday before October 23rd, um, and it will be from 4 to 9, and there's a parade that happens at the end, but uh, what we do, and kind of talking about uh, participating with the community and being a part of that, is we sponsor the kids area. And so um, we're gonna be doing bounce houses, we're gonna be doing games, we're gonna be doing things like that. Um, So Saturday, October 23rd, if you'll start looking at that on your calendar, um, we're gonna be starting to ask for volunteers and it's just a 90-minute volunteer area where you kinda come at the beginning or come at the end. Um, You can come and experience the block party, it's lots of fun, lots of great opportunities to interact um, with your neighbors and see them maybe in a different place um, besides your yard. Um, I don't know if you're like me, a yard waiver, You know, like, I'm out there mowing the grass, and they get one of those, or they get the nod or anything like that. It's not always, like, super easy to just roll up on their property and be like, hey, how's it going? My name's Jay. What's your name? So, Murray Halloween, I know that is kind of creepy, isn't it? Um, Murray Halloween, um, uh, a great opportunity. Uh, Yes. Yeah, ooh, and a Halloween voice. Yeah, that would make it even creepier. Um a great opportunity to connect uh, with your neighbors if you're here in the community. Uh, If not, still a great way to get plugged into Murray Hill, uh, get to know some of the vendors that do sales there, get to know some of the restaurants and things like that, Um, the people that are here in the community that we want to continue to reach out to uh, and love on. So that was a lot of announcements. Um, So what I want to to just take a minute for us to do now um, is we're just gonna have, I'm just gonna have Joel play um, and just say a prayer um, we are we are about to kind of transition. The the weather may be the precipitating factor here, but we're about to transition uh, into this fall season. Um, and at least for me, with kind of the beginning of school, everything has just been rush, 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 go, 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 rush, 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 go, go, go. And so, uh, you know, Thursday evening and Friday, and and even a little bit yesterday, I was like, Oh like this is a, a small respite from the from the humidity, and from the heat, and from the pressure, Um, and it's just been really for me, uh, the last 48 hours, a a time to relax, uh, a time to reflect, a time to thank God um, for getting through the craziness of the beginning of school, um, and starting to kind of get into a little bit of a groove, a a little bit of a, a time where I know that when I look around, when I uh, interact with people that, that part of my responsibility as a follower of Christ is is to be Jesus to people. And so um, that's a lot of pressure. And so uh, what I want to do now is, is just lead us in prayer. Um, you know, if, if the last few weeks have been super smooth for you and you're like a rock star out there in the community talking to people, just loving on them, giving them grace, giving them peace, pray for the rest of us. If you're like me and and there's bumps in the roads and you 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 get done with an interaction and you're like, "Man, I I should have said this a little differently or I shouldn't have said this or anything like that." We're in the same spot. So let's just let's just take a moment and pray. I, I'm just going to let it be silent for a little bit and and then I'll wrap us up and we'll we'll continue worshiping together, but Just take this opportunity, kind of relax, reflect, thank God for who He is, and encourage Him to remind you of His love, of His grace, of His peace, and empower you to share that with others. God, we thank you for your willingness to consistently take us back to consistently decide that we're worth it to consistently. Show us grace. Give us love. And God, I ask this morning for myself. I ask for those joining us in the building, joining us online, people that are going to watch this later, God, that you would impress on their heart that it's not through their abilities and their powers that lives are changed, but it's through yours. And all you ask us, is to obey, to follow the leadings. And as we continue to worship and and as we go out of of this building, out, out of our homes, to wherever we are this week, help us with your power, with your ability, to be a reflection of your son. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and sing. We'll be right back. back.
1: This is what
2: Father, we praise you. When we build our lives on you, the foundation is strong. Hope never runs away. Peace is always available. Father, we thank you that. You're a cornerstone. And Father, I pray that this morning that if we have built our lives on anything else, that we would be made known, that would be made known to us. That we would surrender our lives to you. We would hope in you. And we would find peace in you. Father, bless this time and use it for your honor and your glory. May your spirit guide us, give us open hearts. a transformational interaction with you today it's in jesus name i pray amen please be seated so we've been going through this journey about overcoming anxiety and uh, we've talked about multiple things we've talked about trusting god's plan because he has got a plan and he's headed somewhere with this Uh, we have talked about how when difficulties come in our lives that that god is morphing us into christ likeness um and uh, And so we we trust that plan that, that he is taking us where he needs to go, and then last week we talked about how we have hope and where we're headed, and and that no matter what this life throws at us, that we can uh, we can find peace in knowing where we end up when it's all said and done. But today i want to I want to reflect on on one thing that I think we forget too often, and that is who it is we follow, who it is we serve, who is this God that has promised us so much and given us so much. So we're going to look in Isaiah chapter 40, but let me give you a little background before we read it. So Isaiah is often called the little Bible. Um, Isaiah has 66 chapters. The Bible has 66 books. In Isaiah, the first 39 books, or first 39 chapters are, are chapters of despair and judgment. And, of course, in the Old Testament has 39 books. The last 27 chapters of Isaiah are hope about the coming Messiah and the hope that, that God is still king. And the New Testament, of course, has 27 books uh, talking about, about uh, Jesus and the new church. And, and so it is often called the little Bible. And, and, and Isaiah spoke, uh, he preached, he represented God to the people of Judah and, uh, and was trying to be an encouragement to them after declaring uh, how God was going to bring despair on them uh, for their choices. So we get to chapter 40 then, where we're going to read today. And this is the first part of the hope that comes. So we're going to be in Isaiah chapter 40, starting with verse 25. And we're going to read 25 through 31. And again, this, this first chapter of the God we worship, and how we can trust him. To whom will you compare me, or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name, because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why, why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and, under, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, they will run and not grow weary, they will walk and not be faint. That's the first message of hope that Isaiah brings after all of the, the promise of destruction that was going to come. And, and the people of Judah were in despair because they would just been attacked by the Assyrians and, and it looked very hopeless and eventually God intervened on their behalf, but, but it felt like to them that God was not listening to them, he wasn't noticing the trouble that they were going through. And so this is God's response to that through Isaiah. And so we'll start with verse 25 and 26. He says, to whom will you compare me or who is my equal? And God said, I want you to think about this. What other gods can you compare me to? What other reality can you compare me to? Well, there is no other God. There is no God who is my equal because there is no other God that exists. You know, the Ten Commandments, the very first commandment is you'll have no other gods before me. Right And the Hebrew is very interesting in that. It says, you will have no other gods before my many faces, which sounds bizarre to us. But what God was saying is there will be no gods before me, behind me, beside me, above me, or below me. And what God said was there's no room for any other God to even exist in our belief system. Because I'm the only one. There is no other God to compare me to. Verse 26 lift up your eyes and look to the heavens who created all these he who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name because of his great power and mighty strength not one of them is missing so isaiah begins to describe god and he says god is first and foremost the creator He he brought all this into being. When you go outside and you look up and you see the stars and you see the reality of how small you are, you have to understand that God made all of this. In in theology, we talk about God created ex nihilo, meaning out of nothing. God made everything. Have you ever processed that? That God said, let there be light and light showed up. There was nothing to make light out of except what he made. This ex nihilo idea that that God took nothing and made everything. That's a big deal. I don't know if you have ever tried to make something out of nothing. It's really hard to do. Because you can't do it. But, But our God, who is this incredibly powerful God, can take nothing and make something. In fact, make everything. And so he uses as his illustration the stars and not only are the stars up there but the stars stay in place because god keeps them there now i am no expert on the stars and don't pretend to be but i know when uh one time we were at my in-laws house and i had to come back here so i caught a real early flight and so like 4 30 in the morning i went outside and and my mother-in-law lives out in the middle of nowhere in Texas. There is no light pollution whatsoever. And so if you've been out camping and those kinds of things, you, you know what this is like. You look up on those places, and you look at the stars, and there are so many more stars than you ever thought there were. Right? Anybody ever experienced that? So you look up, and I mean, there's dots everywhere. I mean, we can go out at night here in the city, and we can see the Big Dipper or whatever, but, but you go out there, and there's like stars Everywhere all over the place. Now, I did some major research with Google this week. And so I, I don't know if this is true. And Jay, you can correct me if it's wrong. But I found how many stars they estimate there are. They have to estimate because they don't really know. Right? But here's the number they keep coming up with. And tell me if this is wrong. It's one billion trillions in the universe. I did not even know what that meant. Right? But if you write a billion, you put a... You put a one, and then you have a billion, and then you take a trillion and add that many zeros to the end. And what they're saying in the universe, there are so many stars that we really can't even count them all. That's how many there are. It's like, Is this possible? There's something humans haven't figured out? There's that many lights in the sky, and we can't have somebody sit around and... But apparently so. So what God says to the people, listen, you're going through this difficult time, and, and you're, you're going through this, this heartache, and that you've forgotten who I am. I'm the God that made all of those stars. And then you start researching what stars are, and you think about the sun and how they function and how incredibly powerful they are, and you realize when you stand there in that place where there is, is no lights in the way, You realize how incredibly small you are. But more importantly, you realize how incredibly big our God is. Because what he says here is not only did I make all these stars, but I keep count of them. In other words, the idea is I keep them up there, I keep them in place. You know, Colossians kind of gives us an idea of that when it talks about Jesus as Creator and says everything was made by Him and for Him, and He holds everything into place, everything in place where it's supposed to be. And and so all of a sudden, I I think about our lives, and I think about all that we're going through, and I think about all the difficulties that have happened in the last couple of years. And the truth is, is this God is still God. He's never stopped. And Jesus talked about this God and said, This God not only knows you by name, He knows you so intimately, He knows how many hairs are on top of your head. This God loves you that much. This powerful, incredible God that holds everything together loves you, loves me. So God says, Look at the stars. If nothing else, stop and look at the stars. And remember who I am. Remember who I am. I'm the one that spoke the words and made them all appear. And I'm the one that holds them up there. Yet somehow, some way, we have decided that God can't fix our problems. And what's funny is is we haven't changed since the people in Isaiah's time. Right? Read read the next verse with me. Here's what he says. Verse 27 You complain, Jacob. Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? You you believe that God doesn't know what's going on with you. You believe that all of these problems are happening and, and God is not listening to you. He doesn't care about you, He's not paying attention. But here's what we know this God is so powerful and so incredible, there's nothing going on in our world or in your life that He doesn't already know about. In fact, he knew about it before it was going to happen to you. And Isaiah is reminding the people, listen, this God is, he really knows what's going on. None of it's a shock to him. I think sometimes we come to God in prayer and we say, God, I've got this problem. And God is like in shock. Oh, my goodness, you have a problem. I'm sorry I missed it. I'm just the one that put the stars in the sky, so I really didn't know that anything else was going on. And I think we go to him in prayer with somehow this crazy notion that that God is not involved in the world and understanding that he holds it all together. Sometimes I, I think we're like my son when he was five. I came home one day, and it really just a terrible day, and... I got out the newspaper. I don't know if you know what those are, but it's a <laughs> folded thing that has the news in it, and you open up and read it. And I told it, and I said, listen, it's been an awful day. I just want to sit down and read the paper for a little bit. Like, that's going to make me feel better. Um, and, and so, anyway, this is a long time ago. And, and so I was sitting down reading the paper, and Josh came up to me, and he said, Dad, play with me. And I said, okay, son, just give me a few minutes to look at the paper, then I'll play with you. Two minutes later, he comes back and says, Dad, play with me. I go, like, okay, son, I will, but just, just let, me, let me finish this section. Two minutes later, all of a sudden, this hand comes over the top of the paper and pushes it down, and his, his eyes are right in mine. He says, Dad, play with me. So I did See, I think sometimes we act like five-year-olds when it comes to God. We we have this idea of what God needs to do. And so we we have the problem, and we say, God, here's the solution. Fix it right now. I've, I've laid out the plan for you. I know exactly how this needs to happen. So here's issue A. Here's solution A. So God, just fix it. And so we expect God in all of his holiness to Conform to our plan and and follow us and what we want to happen. And the truth is we forget that he's the one that put the stars in the sky. He's the one that holds them there. He's the one that has the plan. He's the one in charge. He's the one that's got this all figured out. He's the one that that sees what our past is and sees what our future is and knows exactly what needs to happen, what is absolutely best for us. But somehow we think we know better than he does. That he's the one that spoke the words and holds the stars in the sky. So, Isaiah gives us a solution. Verse 28 Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. Have you ever felt that way in the last couple of years? so tired, you just don't know if you can go on. Something's gotta give here. Something's gotta change. It seems like it's bad news after bad news after bad news and difficulty after difficulty after difficulty, and it just seems like, what is going on? And there are times in our lives when it is such a frustration and we just seem like there's no energy left to keep going it happens to us young and old that happens to us educated and uneducated that that happens to us in in every aspect every every way you can divide our society sometimes it just seems like i just don't have the energy I'm worn out. But here's what Isaiah says. Verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. The word renew there means to replace, to rejuvenate. When we hope in God... He rejuvenates us. When we put our hope in who He is, when we put our hope on Him and what He can accomplish and what He is all about, we get rejuvenated with new energy and new focus and the ability to continue on living for Him and representing Him and His kingdom. Yesterday was a really cool day. Um, We got to babysit, and that's just a cool day. So, but I had to mow the yard, so Ladine was watching Nora, and, and I was mowing the yard, and I wanted to get done, because I wanted to get back in to see my grandbaby. Well, came in, and I know it's hard to believe, my granddaughter was fussy. I just, it's, I know, it's hard to imagine. then um, said, she needs a nap, and I can't get her to go to sleep. Can you help me? So I said, all right, let me take a shower. I took a shower, and got dressed, and... I I was holding her and standing back and forth, and I was like, okay, what's the plan here? So I sat down on the sofa, and I set her on my stomach, and we've done this multiple times. We were playing a video of music that she really enjoys, and probably in, I don't know, five minutes, she was out. I mean, she was out cold. And she had her arms out like this, and she was out she stayed that way for like an hour and 10 minutes. I don't know if I'm just comfortable. I, I, I don't know what it is. But I thought it was like the best thing ever. But here's what was going on. Across the street, there were construction workers making horribly loud noises the whole time, which they've been doing for the last five months, almost every day. There were people walking down the street talking loudly. There were sirens going down Edgewood very loudly. There was a silly white dog in the house that would bark at the other dogs that walked down the street. But she never woke up. And I watched that and I was thinking how is she sleeping through all of this what's going on And I don't have the answer for that I know she was just really tired and she was out Um, but I like to think at that moment everything was safe I don't have to worry about it and I know that over processing she is really smart though but it's okay. You know, I, I think when Isaiah is telling us to hope in the Lord, it, it's kind of the same picture. Because the, the reason we lose peace in our lives is we, we try to fix everything. And there's so much noise out there. And we work so hard to make it all right and make the noise go away and and, and work so hard to keep all the negative out and and work so hard, but but we forget that if we put our hope in God, there's peace there. And if I, as his child, crawl up in his lap and just lean against him, obviously a metaphor. And I realized that, you know what, it's safe here. I, I don't have to solve all this stuff. Because he's the God that put the stars in the universe and holds them in their place. He, he's the one that makes the earth rotate around the sun exactly at the right spot. He's the one that holds everything and, and makes it function the way that it's supposed to. And so... Like little Nora in my lap, I can go to God and say, God, I, I don't understand all the noises that, that are out there. I don't understand all the things that are difficult out there. I don't understand this pandemic. I, I don't understand the politics. I don't, I don't understand any of it. But here's what I know, that you're my God and I can trust you. And I put my hope in you. And the promise of Isaiah is is not that all of those noises go away. The promise is that your strength will be renewed. That you'll be given something more to keep going. That you'll be able to push forward. And I know that for some people... Anxiety is so much deeper than all of that, and and you need professional help. and, And I get it. If you need that, please do it. But understand that from a spiritual perspective, we worship the most powerful reality that's ever been or ever will be. A God who put the stars in the space. A God that holds everything together. A God that has a plan for history and where it's going. A God who has a plan for your life and where you're going. A God, if you are a follower of Jesus, that is, has called you and predestined you to become like Christ. To move forward in, in your relationship with him. To move towards, morph as we said, towards Christ-likeness. This is the God we worship. This is the God who's got a plan. This is the God that we can trust. This is the God that we can say, I don't get it, but I trust you. And when we finally come to trust, when we finally come to surrender, we find peace even when the world falls apart. You want to overcome anxiety as a follower of Jesus? Trust the one who's got the whole thing in his hands. Because he's got it figured out. He's got it figured out. But see, here's what that means, and this is what's hard. Is we have to put, quit putting our trust in everything else. We have to quit putting our trust in the political system. We have to quit putting our trust in Facebook. We have to quit putting our trust in media. We even have to quit putting our trust in people. We quit putting our trust in preachers. We quit putting our trust in the church. We put our trust in the one who put the stars in the sky and holds them in place. And there in that surrender, anxiety has no place. It runs away. So I just want to encourage you in this. Hopefully we're moving out of all this stuff, and hopefully it's, it's coming towards an end, but, but you know, something new's coming. The world's going to throw something new at us. It always does. But no matter what happens in the world, God's still God. He's still the creator that put all the stars in the sky, and we can trust him. If only we will. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that not only are you trustworthy, but you are so powerful. And you have a plan. You have a plan for history, and you have a plan for us. And Lord, I I pray that we would surrender to that plan We would trust that you've got it. That we would never forget that you are Creator God. How do you hold all this together? Or forgive us for trying to do it by ourselves? And may we experience your peace through your presence. Now, Father, I pray for this time of remembrance. I pray that it would honor you. I I pray that we would have hearts so full of gratitude that we're just overwhelmed by how good you are to us. Bless this time and use it for your glory. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. This morning we're going to share in the Lord's Supper, communion, depending on your background, and in it, we remember symbolically for us what Jesus did for us on the cross. So i ask you would to go ahead and take out the little deals and hopefully next time we'll get to use real stuff. And as you start to open, please know that the little thing with the wafer is very thin. If you pull the wrong one, you're going to juice on yourself. So just be careful. but but I want to tell you that the bread represents the body of Christ that was broken for you. A body that was beaten beyond recognition. A body that was sacrificed for us. The juice represents his blood that was shed on the cross. And these two elements represent the greatest act of love in the history of the world. that Jesus gave himself fully and completely for us. So this morning, if you're here or if you're online, we invite you to join us in this. And this remembrance of the sacrifice that was made, that would be a time of, of gratitude between you and God. And the way we do this around here is, is we just want to give you some time you celebrate when you're ready. Maybe you and God need to hang out for a little bit. Maybe there needs to be confession time. Maybe there just needs to be a, a time of gratitude. And when you're ready, partake. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11 that this needs to be done seriously because if not, you are guilty of the body and the blood of Jesus, he said. So we don't want this to be something you check off the list something that you just do because we're supposed to do it but but a time for you really to stop and thank God for the greatest act of love ever so when you're ready you partake and when you're ready to worship with us in a bit you worship with us but let's take a few minutes say thank you Thank you, King Jesus, for all you've done. Tell us that they then sang a hymn and departed. So we're going to invite you now, whether you're still whether you're still doing communion, whether you would like to stand and worship with us, that you would join us in praising our God.
1: Stay shine upon I'm
2: We pray that you would go with God and that he would be your leader. Thank you for joining us today.